Hey there friends. So listen, yesterday we talked about headlines and the value of headlines and how your headline or your first sentence or your subject line or whatever has just one job. It has the job of getting the reader, the right reader, to read on, to read the next sentence or paragraph and to, to build that momentum that we talked about in yesterday's podcast. And of course, for any of that to happen, we have to start with attention you know and there's there's a there's a phrase another phrase that i've learned from from joe sugarman who i mentioned yesterday he says effectively before people pay you money they have to pay you attention and i think this is really tricky this is really tricky because when we looked at the you know the templated headlines or when i you know mentioned a couple of those templated headlines yesterday you know, we can see how they are kind of drawing us in, they are pulling us in. But of course, like any kind of trick, which many of those things are, we gradually become less and less susceptible. You know, maybe the first time you saw something like, what would it be like? In my case, it would be something like, learn how a Winchester housewife dropped three stone in two weeks with this one weird torch trick you know those kind of ads maybe the first time you saw something like that you clicked on it but you learned pretty quickly that the headlines that used the word weird tricks they're not really for you right they don't you know they, they're all promise and no delivery and of course that's the challenge for all of us right whatever we're producing you know, we're working inside an arms race, not just of copywriting, but also, of course, of technology. And, you know, certainly as someone who puts stuff out every day on the internet, I'm constantly questioning, is this working? Is this valuable? Is it gonna help, you know, change the lives of people who are looking? And <clears throat> for any of that to work, whatever you and I are doing, we do obviously have to start with attention. So I've got a list of things I'm looking at here, a list of ways in which we can grab people's attention or at least funnel the right people to pay attention to our message. And the first one at the top of this actually isn't, isn't a specific tactic so much as a, a way of thinking and it's trust. Robert Cialdini, who wrote the amazing book, uh, <laughs> Influence the Science of Persuasion. Sorry, blank there for a second. And also, you know, which is the classic book about the different tactics that, that make our messages more persuasive. His second book, Persuasion, talked about the thing that was hiding in plain sight in all of his other research. Um, and partly that was trust. You know, if, if we get a message from someone we know and trust, someone who has performed many times before, has made a difference many times before. We pay attention, you know, if, if Seth Godin writes me an email, I pay attention because that guy's been turning up for, for me for 20 or 30 years at this point. So let's put trust at the top. And then the other thing, we've talked about this before on the podcast, humans, we're wired to pay attention to change. It's one of the reasons why stories are essentially 
a building set of changes that reach a climax. Yeah, so our senses are tuned to change. If you've read the fantastic book, um, The Brain, by David Eagleman, he talks about how yeah, you know, our senses are effectively designed for change. Also, check out Will Storr's book, The Science of Story. It's fascinating um, stuff. But so, it's one of the reasons why you remember in Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs can only really sense people, can only see things that move, and humans are kind of like that in a way. You know, our the the part of our brain that's worried about survival focuses on change. So, if for example you see a headline that has uh, a big change embedded in it. Last week, for example, uh, Jeff Bezos said he was going to stand down as CEO of Amazon and move to executive chairman, I think. That's a big change. And those headlines grabbed a lot of people's attention because after 27 years, it's a big deal. Change is something that we focus on. The third thing I think, and maybe maybe overall the biggest one, to be honest, is that people focus on themselves. Yeah, and so the more relevant your headline, your subject line is to the person it's targeted at, the more they're likely to pay attention to it. And I think we can you, we can use that idea as kind of a. I mean, that's a. <laughs> I talked yesterday about principles, didn't I? And a, one of the principles that all this stuff rests on is that we worry about ourselves first. We focus on ourselves first, and I think. As someone who, as I said, puts stuff out into the internet every day with a, a kind of a general audience, one of the things that I know works really, really well for me as a business is when I just talk to one person. And it's one of the reasons why conversation doesn't really scale. We have broadcast, but conversation, that part where I'm paying attention to you and you're paying attention to me is by far, at least for me, by far the most powerful way of, of getting someone's attention, of keeping it, of, of moulding your kind of message because obviously we're listening, listening and responding. But in any case, there's one principle. If you want to get a particular group to pay attention to your message, make it specifically about them, about their problems. The same token, we, we pay attention to stuff that is new and novel. I've talked about this before, about the idea that when we, when we walk through a forest, we might see a lot of trees, but we don't look at them individually because it's a tree, it's a tree, it's a tree, it's a tree. What we want to do as business people is stand out in the forest because that way... People are kind of forced to look at you because they want to evaluate, hold on, this is something new, this is something different. Is there something here that can help me? Because it's all about me, remember? Okay. People pay attention to things they already care about. Whether they are, whether they positively care or whether they negatively care, and negative, sadly, is you know, is often more engaging. If you if you want to get people angry, you're a little more likely to get attention. Um, 
you know, and there's a subtext here that uh, emotion really matters. Now, that's not always appropriate for business, obviously, but the more emotional kind of value to a point you can build into your message, the more it will likely um, impact. Because emotion is one of the ways in which we know we care about something. Yeah, When we get angry, when we get happy, when we get sad, when we get frustrated, you know, emotion is one of the ways we know that we can care about it. So, for example, if if I see stuff that's homophobic, for example, because of my personal connections, I can get really angry. Likewise, if I see stuff that is um, about, I don't know, about the value of storytelling or the value of doing good work, I feel like I've got something to offer. It's something I care about already. I'm passionate about that stuff. I'm more likely to read. I'm more likely to engage. Likewise, when our expectations are violated, we pay attention because it means the model, our model of the world is wrong somehow. Or maybe it's wrong and we need to check that out. So I think something like that uh, headline I talked about earlier on, you know, the one with um, the one weird trick. You know, my model, the model I have in my world is that you can't lose three stone in a month or whatever it was I said. So when, when I see a headline that says you can, that's a violation of my expectations. And that's one of the reasons why those things pull us in. You know, she thought she was going out for a quiet dinner, but look what happened next. The expectation of a quiet dinner in the first part of that headline is, is implicitly violated by the second part and we create that gap. And we've talked about gaps before as, as another way. When we, when we open up a gap in someone's head, we create a question. And people don't like gaps. They want to know the answers. You know, again, within you know, the right people, the right people. And what we talked about yesterday was this idea that you know, these kind of headline templates, they're really blunt instruments. And you, I hope, are telling a more consistent, more targeted, more niche story. You know, certainly you should be if you're if you're building a business. Um, what else gets us to pay attention? Oh, well, I guess things that that might make us look good, which is a sort of subset of the of the um, the third thing, you know, about caring about ourselves, but. But for example, one of the things we know we're more likely to share, people are more likely to share things that make them look good or build their character or credibility. Um, we pay attention to things that are helpful. And this is, I guess, the most useful, in some ways, the most useful long-term sort of strategy. But, but in terms of headlines, very often that means we articulate a a problem that someone's having. You know, yesterday I talked about, for example, uh, what did I say? Something like, um, but this, okay, let's say, <laughs> I think I talked about losing a spare tire, right? Because that's, that's something that's very relevant to me, you know, in my 50s. Um, we might say the seven easy ways to lose your spare tire in your 50s, okay? 
and that might be quite helpful. But we might also say the seven easy ways to lose your spare tire in your 50s, comma, in the next three months, which, which it amps everything up and it makes it, you know, a timeline that, like that makes it potentially more attractive, more useful. Yeah, and we might even say, we'll shorten the first bit a bit. Seven ways to lose your spare tire, comma, in the next three months, comma, even if you've tried every diet under the sun, exclamation mark. Now this is, again, I mean, this is, this is way deep into kind of templated headline kind of territory, but the fundamental idea that what we're doing with those clauses is making our message more useful, more relevant. Again, you know, all these things, if you, I'm, I'm going through a list of things, but if you imagine them as like a, a big sort of Venn diagram, a lot of these things are crossing over each other, yeah. And uh, the last one I just want to talk about very briefly is, is a kind of cousin of the thing, you know, I said about, we pay attention to things we already care about. But there's a little corollary to that, which is we pay attention to the things that other people care about, certainly the people that we care about. And again, it's about how, how are we promoting ourselves? How are we conducting ourselves in this universe we live in where other people have... Um, power they have the ability to affect our lives and sometimes it makes sense for us to share things that we think other people will care about so that's a list of what seven eight nine things that people pay attention to and you know i think there's a danger here with all this stuff that we can fall into the formula habit and the last thing i want to say is We're talking about the power of headlines. We're talking about how we get attention. And there are rules and there are principles and there are patterns that we can see. But there should also be personality. You know, one of the things that's a real challenge now, if you're writing normal kind of stuff, standard kind of stuff, is that everyone else is writing that that sort of stuff too and last week even though i knew i was going to be doing this headline chat one of my headlines was a podcast about tea bags do you remember that one just because it made me smile and that is probably the least you know the, <laughs> the least attention getting headline you could possibly imagine but from a personality point of view it works and of course, where you're, you're creating this headline for, what you're creating this headline for, for, will make a huge difference, you know, to how, how important it is. I mean, one of the fantastic things about doing a podcast every day is that, um, you know, if I make a mistake in the scheme of things, with a headline or anything else, or for example, going on really long, going on for a really long time in a podcast, 15 minutes, you know, if I make any kind of mistake, tomorrow's just another day. Thanks for listening. And remember, your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. 
Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.